This is the Psyche of Success. Podcasting around the globe. Join us as we interview superstars in their respective fields and help you master the psychology of winning big in business and in life. Here's your host, author, speaker, and business coach, Jody Holland. Hey guys, Jody Holland here with the Psyche of Success podcast. Welcome back. Today we're going to be talking about a concept out of my book, The Smart Accelerated Success System or The Smart ASS. We're going to be talking about the concept of This Is My House. I'm joined with my co-host, Brett Bailich. Good morning, everybody. Glad to have you guys on the podcast. We're going to take you through three key points. We're going to talk about what you feed your engine we're going to talk about the way that you live your life, and we're going to talk about how you keep yourself in motion. So let's get started on this. Uh, first thing that we're going to talk about is how you feed your engine good nutrients. And the first time that I thought about this, and if you read, have read the book, I talked about how I typically put premium unleaded with no ethanol in my car. And one day I was sitting there filling it up, and eating a Snicker bar or something like that. And I thought, and I like Snicker bars, so I'm not bashing Snickers. But I was thinking, man, I put better stuff in my car than I put in my body. You ever had that revelation? You know, I hadn't even thought about it until I read the book. And and now that I read the book, I actually changed the way I looked at it. I was always just like, it's a car, whatever. I drive <laughs> it, point A to point B, whatever it may be. But after reading the book, I thought, you know, he's on to something. If I put just a little more effort, yeah, might get some more life out of my car. So you think about that. If you're willing to put a little more effort into your car to get a little more life out of it, because I always drive my cars to at least 100,000 miles, then why would I not want to be able to drive my body beyond 100,000 miles? And so here's the, the thing that I think. There's three different areas that we feed ourselves. Uh, the first is, what do you put into your mind? And... You know, I, I have been guilty of causing a lot of people to start reading books. Uh, I started, That is for sure. Yeah, I started when I was 27 years old is when I really got into reading. I, I read some before that, but more like a book a year. And then I was challenged by a guy to read a book a month. And man, I got hooked. I figured out that when I put good things into my mind, good things happen in my life. But also interesting concept, just a few months into business, well, probably more like 12 months into business, I read 20 plus books my first year, all really centered around business. And then I thought, man, I need to read something that's good for me. And I started reading some self-help stuff. And I had read one self-help book in the first year, and that was the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Year two, I think I read 15 self-help books. Plus, I still read about 10 business books. So I just made it a point that I read a minimum of one book per month for personal development, whether it was to get better at sales or leadership or so on. And I know you've kind of gotten into reading yourself, Brett. I have. And you know, this whole concept about reading, I think one of the things that sticks out in my mind for sure is my wife used to always tease me because I don't read for for pleasure. I, yeah. I don't read because I enjoy it. I always read for knowledge, right? Being in healthcare, it's like, I got to read this article. I got to read this, you know, this letter. This, it was more of a requirement yeah, than a desire. It was, it was. But now I read because I'm interested in, in something. So obviously I, both of us read a lot of self-help and a lot yeah. of coaching and all that. 
But I also read now just about something I'm curious about. So whether, you know, an article on a car or just how something works. Yeah. And, and it might not be necessarily like some fantasy story or something like that, like some people like to read. But for me, that it makes me happy because I am interested in it. So you think about this. A lot of times we read or we don't read based on what our experience of English was growing up. I hated English because I had a horrible English teacher my eighth grade year. And then my ninth grade year, I ended up having a phenomenal English teacher and I fell in love with English. I fell in love with it because I started learning the origin of words. So I'm going to give you a little website you can go to that's just for fun. It's ETYM online. It's the etymology of words. The etymology is the origin of words. When you start learning about the origin of words, you're like, oh my gosh, I've been using that word wrong for so long. But you feed good stuff into your mind so that you have a better understanding of how you can use words to connect. Second piece of that is what you put into your body. Eating healthy, limiting your sugar intake, making sure that you have a balanced diet. Those are really important. The older you get, the more you start to realize that first, we talked about stress on the last episode, what you put into your mind determines your stress level. Second, what you put into your body determines your body's ability to fight disease and to stay healthy. One of the interesting articles I read, uh, I don't remember who wrote the article now, I was going to say American Medical Association, but I can't remember for sure, but they talked about how cancer feeds on sugars and in particular processed sugars. So somebody who wants to limit their potential for cancer minimizes their consumption of sugar because when a cell doesn't die, that's what cancer is. Your cells are supposed to die and regrow constantly. And so I want to make sure that I'm minimizing the potential for cancer cells in my body and maximizing my ability to fight those things. Eat healthy, fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, limit the amount of soda that you take in, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think, I mean, with all that, consistency is the key, right? Yeah. And I totally, I buy into the concept of the sugar oh, and I cancer too. relation. I mean, that's the whole thing about the whole food diet, right? You're getting away from all that processed stuff. That yeah. stuff. Have you done that whole 30 uh, we did a Whole30 probably a year and a half ago or something like that. I haven't done it yet, but I want to. I've done several like cleanse weeks, um, probably half a dozen of those. I've done a few of them with my wife where we got rid of sodium uh, completely. Oh, yeah. And we like minimize our seasonings to things that are just really good for your body, using more things like turmeric and stuff like that as a part of your seasoning. And what you find is the first day or two, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't taste anything. This is horrible. And then by day three, you're like, I have never tasted food so well in my life. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, my wife being a vegetarian makes it pretty easy because there's not a whole lot of, you know, stuff that you can. Oh, yeah. Just you minimize what you can consume. And I have a daughter that's a vegetarian. I know you have a wife and a daughter that are vegetarians. And when I have learned to cook like a vegetarian and then for a while like a vegan, um, it was really interesting. I still like meat, and I don't want to give up meat. I'm, 
No, I'm a not going to happen. It's personal choice. But <laughs> I have learned that there's a lot of things that I didn't realize were so good because I had not tried them before. Right. And then the third piece of what you put into your engine is what you put into your spirit. And I want to say the main thing that I want to get across on this, and this rolls into the next section of this, is you've got to learn to love yourself and forgive yourself. And I believe that that is the most difficult thing for most of humans to do, most of the humans that I've ever met anyway, is when we are angry at ourselves for not being where we ought to be or where we imagine that we would be in life, then we struggle. And so putting that love back into your own spirit and learning to love yourself and forgive yourself and just embrace all of the you-ness that there is, powerful. Oh, it, it's so powerful. I mean, I can even say I like me a lot less than other people like me. Right. <laughs> and I think that's true for most of us, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so much easier to pick yourself apart. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like every morning when I wake up, I have to feed good things into my mind because my mind is naturally pessimistic. So I am a chosen optimist. I have to choose every day to be an optimist. So the second section of this is my house, thinking about your house as your your body and your life, is to live a peaceful life full of love, not hate. That means first and foremost, we talk about talked just a second ago about forgiving yourself and loving yourself, but you also have to forgive others, and they don't have to ask for it. No, no way. Yeah. It is so much better when it's just out there. Like yeah. when you just put it out. They don't even have to know that you have forgiven them. I remember I had a, a business associate. I hesitate to call him a business partner because we were partners for less than 90 days. And we had gone into the partnership with the understanding that uh, if one of us wasn't closing deals by the end of the 90 days, we were not going to carry each other. So whoever wasn't closing, we just agreed going in. We'll just split the partnership if we're not both generating revenue. I was the only one generating revenue at 30 days, at 60 days, at 90 days. We had a conversation about it. He asked for another 30 days. So another 30 days in, I was still the only one generating revenue and paying all the bills. And I had made a lot of mistakes in that first partnership, trusting a guy that I shouldn't have trusted co-signing on a deal on a vehicle for him. And so at 120 days, I'm like, Hey, we're done. That's tough, dude. It was horrible. It was, and he was so angry and hateful at me, even though he was the one that hadn't closed the deals. And then I got angry and hateful and when it was, so really he had no self like accountability though, no accountability for himself whatsoever. And he's been, Asked to go pursue other opportunities several times since then at organizations. I ended up having to get an attorney to try to get the money that I figured out he had misallocated. Um, and so I'm like so angry and so upset. And I finally one day, I was getting ready in the morning. I'm like, this is eating me alive. It's like carrying around acid, hoping it will burn someone else. Right. To live in unforgiveness. Oh, it's, and so heavy, right? I mean, yeah, just bearing down all the time. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So I finally just said, okay, I'm asking to have forgiveness in my heart. 
and I forgive this person for what I perceived as the wrongs that they did. Didn't matter what they perceived. It's what I perceived, and I, I asked for it to be released, and I just released it, and I felt better. Like, from that point forward, I felt better. And then when I would see that guy in the future, which I still see him every now and then, I don't have any anger or resentment or hatred, even though he feels super awkward because every time I'm around, he takes off. So, I mean, I he probably fine. he probably has some forgiveness that he needs to give to, to me. Him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's not my problem. No, no. And that's the thing about forgiveness is it's not your problem whether somebody forgives you. Your problem is what you have in your own heart. So learning to forgive others is tremendously powerful, and it leads into being able to be grateful. Right. I, I think, you know, going back just a, a little bit about forgiveness i i there's things in my past that i'm like man i'm not proud that i did that or that i made that type of decision and so so, yeah so what can you do to go back and fix it well honestly it's the same concept though but i'm i myself say you know i feel bad i'm gonna forgive myself for making that type of a bad decision or something i did to someone else but i'm grateful that I have the power within myself to do that, right? Yeah, and grateful for the lesson learned. Absolutely. Because I am who I am and where I am because of the series of choices that I made. Such a powerful quote. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, I, And I, I mean, I fully believe that. We are each who we are because we made a series of choices. First we make our choices, then our choices make us. When we choose forgiveness and we choose gratitude, I, I think gratitude is a holy grail of universal connection. Like being able to be connected with other people, to be grateful for who we are and where we are. I even think about going through all this pandemic stuff and how people get so mad at people who are in charge because they didn't make the decision that they wanted. I'm grateful I'm not in charge. Let me just tell you, it's hard enough to make decisions in my own business, but if, if I was the mayor of Amarillo, for example, like I am grateful for Ginger Nelson and the fact that she's making those decisions and I don't have to. Yeah. To even understand all the pieces that go into it. It's, you know, I was gonna, I started to write a blog mm-hmm. that was called thank you COVID. And actually the focus of it was all the good stuff that has come out of this kind of crappy situation like i'm i'm so thankful to have spent more time with my family i'm so thankful to have been able to start pursuing a different type of career choice you know i'm so thankful for the fact that i actually get to do a lot of what i do online now I, i travel so much less i mean i miss the folks at southwest airlines and marriott but i really like being home yeah so, yeah, you're absolutely right. You should still write that blog, by the way. The, the third piece of that, living a peaceful life, is every day, what attitude do you put on? I mean, just like a, a pair of pants or clean clothes, if you wake up every day in the clothes that you were in yesterday and you don't shower and you don't wash your clothes, how much are people going to want to be around you? Probably not very much. No. Same way with the stinky attitude. If you wake up every day and you are a hateful, mean, ungrateful, unhappy human being, I don't think we're going to be friends. 
Now, and you know what? There's so much energy spent doing that. Man, yes. I, you know, we I get upset. We all get upset at some point, but it's like a ton of energy. I feel exhausted every time I get frustrated and mad and I want to carry that around. At the end of the day, I'm spent. And by the same token, I don't want messy people in my house. Right. I don't want somebody who I have to defend myself around. No mudslingers in the house. No. I mean, if they're going to come in and they're going to throw crappy attitude around or they're going to be mean, we're not going to hang out because that's not what I want to put into my life. So right. The, the third piece, this one is exercising on a regular basis. I believe in this so much that going into 2021 – it's a part of our company goals uh, of a number of times you have to exercise. So we, we as a company, agreed 144 times is how many times we guarantee each of us will work out. One of the best company goals we have. I agree. Because if you are not physically healthy, I don't care how much money you have, you're not going to be okay. And it's so cool because you can use it as a way to like hold each other accountable in a right. positive, awesome, like growth way. Right. Yeah. I, I love that we can go to the gym together and be like, hey, go, 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 go. Absolutely. And I definitely work out harder when you're around. Thank you very much. Absolutely. <laughs> you got kind of that military background of, okay, all we're going to do is 42 sets and, <laughs> and then we're done with the warm up. Like, Oh man, I only did five exercises before I met you. Now I'm really working out. Ah, we're all going to live to be old. Absolutely. That's, that's the goal. I, and I, you think about that, you lose a lot of muscle as you age. So the more muscle you can build before you get into that stage where you're like, God, I wish I had more muscle, the better off you're going to be. Uh, I saw two pic a picture of two different ladies yesterday. It was an Instagram post. I don't know who they are, but they were both 80 years old. One lady works out two hours a day, seven days a week, and she is ripped. Like she's doing the battle rope and you know cardio and all kinds of stuff. She's got six pack abs. She's eighty years old, and she's intense. And the other lady's walking with a cane and barely making it. Right. So I think about the power of that, and I see that you know in my own life. I'm forty eight years old right now. Had I not started lifting weights, had I not been a martial artist for all these years, had I not done the things that maintain my flexibility and so on, I'm going to tell you right now, number one, I wouldn't have the range of motion. I still get up every day and I stretch between 10 and 30 minutes, depending on what I did the day before, but I stretch very first thing in the morning. I then read, that's going back to what I put into my mind, but that stretching allows me to have that range of motion. I look at some of the Friends of mine that are really intense weightlifters who can't wash their hair effectively on their own, who can't scratch their back. They're like a bear, right? They can't yeah. they can't scratch their back, so they're they going to find a tree a, or something. Hey, man, I used to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I have been bigger than I am now. I lifted a lot more intensely in the past before I blew out my shoulder. And I had surgery and I got my full range of motion back, but. When I hurt my shoulder was when I realized how important it was to keep my range of motion. What I don't want is to be a 55-year-old dude who can't tie my own shoes. Right. And I mean, I think of like even farther than that, 
I'm not a young dad. I would say I'm on the older side of dads. Yeah. I have young kids. I don't want to be, you know, when my kids are in high school and they want if they want to play sports, I want to be able to go like play sports with them, not be like, oh, I'm sorry. All I'm capable of doing is sitting on the couch. Yeah, I'm too tired. I'm yeah. too overweight. And I'm I know you overweight. have like ambitions to be a, I want to be you know, active grandpa. Yeah. And I think that has more than just a range of motion. I think that's where it starts, but I got to have the strength to pick up my grandkids. I got to have the strength to go do things with them. I want to have the strength that when my grandkids want to learn how to do woodworking or they want to learn how to build things, I want to be there helping them. I just don't want to go over to the neighbor's house and say, hey, can you open this jar of pickles? (laughs) Yeah, I don't either. I I want to be the one that's still got that. And I believe that that's what most of us want is when you think about taking care of your house, your body, that's your mind, your body, and your spirit, then you've got to absolutely do the kinds of things today that result in you having that great life later. Present moment awareness, right? Present moment awareness, just like what you talked about on the guys retreat. Got to have that awareness of what we're doing and how we're doing it. So I think if you do those three things, you know, take care of what you put into your engine live a peaceful life full of love, not hate, and exercise regularly, I think what you're going to figure out is you enjoy every aspect of life significantly more. What are you waiting for? Right? Do, it, do it now. Positive in, positive out. And I was telling my wife, I go, you know, I always imagined that I would be this ripped 50-year-old dude. I got a year and a half to make sure that I'm a ripped 50-year-old dude. I've got muscles. I've got some definition but I also have some spare tires that are where I don't want them. And so I've intentionally started stepping up my game on the cardio and on what I consume because travel really got me. And I'm going to tell you, I've lost 10 pounds since COVID hit. Thank oh, you, it's, COVID. It's brutal being in the car, being on a plane and eating nothing but processed food all the time. All and the time. You're just grabbing food where you can get it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it'll do a number on you for sure. So I've made it a, a very intentional point to start living my life on purpose with purpose. Yeah, I, you know, the only thing I want to really drive home is that morning routine. Mm-hmm. Finding that morning routine. I mean, I, I love getting up and being like, good morning, me. You're a badass and you can do anything you want to do today. Heck yeah. Heck right, yeah, because yeah. I mean, really, that's that's the way you got to start it out. I can do wh- whatever I want right now, today. Yeah, just can't always, do a darn thing about yesterday. No, and that's why I forgive yesterday, move on, deal with today, so that you have the tomorrow you want. So, well, thank you guys for being a part of this podcast. We hope you really enjoyed it. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, setting the kinds of goals that are measurable and easy to attain for you on our next episode. Can't wait to have you back. If you've not checked out psycheofsuccess.com, go check that out, psycheofsuccess.com forward slash lead now. This January, we have a brand new leadership academy that's going to be kicking off. We hope to have you as a part of that. If you're looking to take your life and your leadership to the next level, and you want more profit, more purpose, and more potential, that's where you need to be. So I'm Jody Holland. Brett Bailich. We'll see you on the next episode of the Psyche of Success. Thank you for listening to the Psyche of Success. 
Give us a five-star rating. Subscribe. Share with your friends. Take out billboards about how much you love us if you want. But just make sure to apply the lessons learned and live fully into your potential. We'll see you next week for another episode of The Psyche of Success.